0: So if you remember, Mike, a few months ago, I made the decision to start playing Pokemon Yellow again on the Virtual Console for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And my intention uh, was twofold, actually. I wanted to replay an old Pokemon game because it's kind of like my comfort food, if you will. You know, it makes me, it makes me relax. So I wanted to play Yellow because there's Pikachu that follows you around and it's, and it's very cute. And it allows you to catch all of the Pokemon stutters from blue and red. But the second reason was I wanted to try this method to catch Mew. Uh, It's called the Abra method. And we talked about this. I think we went through this process together a few months ago, maybe last year. And it involves following a bunch of steps to kind of make the game glitch. But it's not a real glitch in the sense it's no uh, missing no type of glitch. There's no graphical problem on screen. It just You follow these steps and eventually Mew appears. So I caught Mew because I read somewhere, probably on Kotaku, that come Pokemon Sun and Moon, um, a few months after the release of the new games, Nintendo would roll out this online feature called Pokemon Bank, with support for Pokemon Sun and Moon, and Nintendo would let you import old creatures from the virtual console games into the latest generation of Pokemon. So you could transfer, you know, All of the Generation 1 Pokémon, in theory, including Mew, from Pokémon Yellow to Pokémon Sun. And of course also from other compatible Pokémon games, such as Omega Ruby, X and Y, probably even the DS games like Black and White 2, I think. So I played Pokémon Yellow, I caught Mew, and I evolved the starters, and then I kind of stopped, because uh, it was the summer, then Pokémon Sun and Moon came out, and I started playing that game. This week, uh, after months of silence, uh, Nintendo rolled out Pokémon Bank. With an update on the 3DS on the eShop, so I was on Twitter a couple of nights ago, and I saw Cerabi, which is the Pokemon website that I follow, excellent resource for Pokemon news, and I saw the you know the the tweet saying Pokemon Bank is now available on the eShop. Okay, so I go to the eShop, and I search for Bank, and there's no results, and it took me a surprisingly long amount of time to figure out that because I'm Italian, I should have searched for Banca instead of Bank. <laughs> <and> I- <laughs> It took me, I'm I'm kind of ashamed. It took me like 15 minutes. It's just good. The the eShop is terrible to browse. So I was under the impression that I could search for a Pokemon page listing all of the Pokemon apps and games that you could download. But the Pokemon Bank was not in there until I realized, well, maybe, you know, I live in Italy, so I should actually uh, try in Italian. And of course, it was there. Uh, So I installed Pokemon Bank. I opened Pokemon (laughs) Bank. I installed Pokemon Banka I think it's called actually banka Pokemon, I don't know. Um so, so I installed the app and it tells me, uh, you gotta subscribe, it's uh four ninety nine dollars or euros per year. And I'm like, okay, sure, it's an online service, I don't mind paying a fee if it lets me, you know, transfer all of my Pokemon uh between games. It's kinda of cool. But then um it's I subscribe with my credit card and it says, uh you don't have any compatible games. Um so after a bit of googling. Uh, I realized that besides Pokemon Bank, which is an app on your 3DS, you need a separate app which is called the Pocket Transfer that mm-hmm. sort of acts as a bridge between the old games. In my case, the Virtual Console Pokemon Yellow and the Pokemon Bank. So you need to follow two steps from the Pocket tra- from the game to Pocket Transfer to Pocket Transfer to
1: Pokemon Bank. Yeah, because Pokemon Bank already existed, right? Yes. So the yes, problem, and- what we were waiting for, was not Pokemon Bank; it was Pocket Transfer.
0: It was Pocket Transfer and the update to Pokemon Bank with support for Pokemon Transfer. Um, So I installed Pokemon Transfer, and I see it it recognizes Pokemon Yellow, and I'm presented with this insanely difficult interface that tells me I can move my Pokemon. But it was not a simple affair of, is your party, Is your PC, now choose what you want to move. Basically, and again, after some research online... Um, Pokemon Transfer and Pokemon Bank work by letting you transfer um, Pokemon boxes from the PC. You cannot okay. move directly from your Pokemon party. You need to deposit the Pokemon into the PC and then from the PC transfer them online. Okay. So I realized how this works so I, I put the Pokemon uh, from my party into the PC and uh, from the PC uh, into Pokemon Transfer. Of course, because I also wanted to move uh, Mew Uh, I needed to go catch uh, another Pokemon to make sure that I can transfer them all. Anyway, um, I start the process, move them from Pocky Transfer to the bank, and then I open Pokemon Bank and I say, okay, I want to move all of these Pokemon from this box, including Mew, into Pokemon Sun. Start the process, there's a downtime, and it says that the online service is down. Okay, so I wait 15 minutes, I try again, it connects, it starts the moving process and then it shows me this message that says uh, there is and I'm quoting a problematic pokemon in your box
1: as <laughs> one is just messing around it just won't There's, move you're not supposed to do this and like
0: what's a problematic pokemon so of course i realized uh mew even if you caught it not with a you know with a with a by cheating or with a with a cheat code or by Glitching the game in the sense of missing no type of glitch, Uh, it was a legit mew. You know, it appeared in the in the grass, and
1: I caught it normally. Uh, You cannot transfer it. It is a glitch, though, right? Like, uh, yes, it's it's not. It's it shouldn't be there, and and it's only done because you can like reproduce these steps. Yeah, so it's a glitch. It's just
0: a nice one. We can (sighs) see. I mean, do you remember Missing No? It
1: was oh, like, yeah.
0: actually glitching the screen and causing a bunch of troubles. Did you ever um, catch a catcher Missing though? I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I me too. didn't uh, last summer. So anyway, I couldn't transfer Mew. Um, but, but I moved my uh, Charmeleon, my Wartortle, my um, Ivysaur, and all of the other Pokemon that I had in Pokemon Yellow, besides uh, you know, Mew. Mew had to stay in Pokemon Yellow. And mm-hmm. I realized why. Because once you move... These Pokémon, from the first generation to the latest one, you are given this reward. It's called the Mew, Mew Z. I think it's one of those Z type of moves that you collect in Pokémon Sun. Uh, so, my understanding, after reading online and after seeing, you know, the issues with other people as well, is that Nintendo will eventually give players a way to officially uh, catch Mew in Pokemon Sun or Unlock Mew, whether it's a GameStop event or some other type of online event. And then you will be able to use the Mew Z and Mew in Pokemon Sun. But if you have, you know, um, a Mew from the first generation Pokemon, you cannot transfer it. Right what
1: now. if you call a Mew from, a, in, a, in one of those legit ways, like from another uh, game?
0: Or what if you have a Mew uh, from past events? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't tried. I don't have another Mew. I uh, I haven't been able to find other people uh, with this possibility online. I search on Twitter, I search on Google, I couldn't find anything. Um, but I saw some people, <laughs> uh, the, the brave ones, they tried to transfer missing no, <laughs> and as you can imagine, it glitched Pokemon Sun as well. Oh really? So the, yes, these people, wow, and, yeah, these people ended up with uh, wrong names. Like Pokemon, changing the names, changing their gender, uh, changing their IV values, their moves. So, Missing No. continues the tradition of messing up Pokemon games throughout the years, throughout generations. There's
1: a part of me that really hopes that they did that on purpose, (laughs) right? That they let you transfer it, but still, but like code a glitch in. Like, how can how can this glitch still be having an effect on this like completely different game? I think you
0: don't even actually transfer missing now even if you just try you will get the problems
1: That's So incredible. missing
0: missing now one transfer itself but it will cause trouble in the game
1: <laughs> So you get nothing
0: <laughs> you, you get, get nothing. nothing you just you just get problems you just
1: get problems
0: yeah so, anyway, Pokemon Mike, it's amazing, Mike. You can bring in Pokemon from the first generation. Now, I, I basically remade my entire party based on the generation one Pokemon. Um, And I plan we're so, to. So,
1: we're, we're terrible, man. There are people that just hate us for this. You know that. Yeah, right? I like know, the new gen. See,
0: I, I have. I we are old a, school. A, an internal conflict of sorts, which is I want to discover the new Pokemon. I mean, I bought a guide and I plan on buying the book, uh, the the paper Pokedex, you know, the book coming soon on Amazon. I'm into the new generation and I like some of the new monsters, but man, the nostalgia is so strong, you know? Do
1: they look good? Like the animations for the, stu- oh, for the originals? Yeah. Yes, there's
0: Pikachu with the Thundershock and Thunderbolt. It's amazing. Um... My only problem right now is that uh, in Pokemon Sun, I want to try the new Pokemon, so I will need to balance that out in some way. And also in Pokemon Yellow, uh, there's only Mew left. So I got to finish the game with Mew, or I got to... Basically, I'm in the middle of the game, like 20 hours in, and I only have Mew. I can probably manage because it's a beast, but it's a very odd predicament to be in right now. Uh, So anyway, I plan to finish Pokemon Sun and Moon. I actually plan on... um, finishing yellow also because I want to transfer the legendaries I want to transfer other Pokemon from the first generation and maybe eventually uh, we're speaking you know later 2017 maybe go back to the to the other games like Omega Ruby or maybe the DS ones because I want to move some Pokemon from those games to Sun and Moon uh, so my conclusion is Mike you should do this too uh, don't try with Mew don't try with Missing No and also Pokemon is I'm probably gonna play these games forever oh um, yeah you know, just we have
1: this, more on yeah. this later, but like, yeah, Pokemon forever. I've, I, 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 do you know what? I think I still have the three original starters in my yellow. I don't think I, I evolved any of them, so I'm, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm just going to go and do it because I've completed the main story. Like I'm into the post game, so mm. I, I might just just go and train up and just get like Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm about to evolve my total to Blastoise, just a level left. Um, but yeah, it's fun times with Pokémon Bank and the poor Mew left in Pokémon Yellow can be moved, can be transferred.
1: Needs to live there alone. I'm sad, I'll be sad to break up my team, my Sun and Moon team.
0: They're a great team. They are but you want to compare, you know, Charizard with the yeah, other guys.
1: Yeah. I mean like I, Char- mean, I have a Flareon. I mean <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's good stuff it's the good stuff Mike Charizard versus Flareon it's kind of the contest
1: all right should we take a break and then get into our actual topic of this week can you tell yes. that Shahid's not here by the way like well, yeah <laughs> I mean maybe Ch- nobody knew because I guess he wouldn't say too much anyway at this point the- but yeah Shahid's not here this week yeah uh, Shahid
0: yeah, it's not it's not here Shahid are you here no it's not, it's no, it's
1: not here. or maybe he left
0: Maybe he left after twelve minutes of Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Yellow and Sun. <laughs> maybe left; it would be justified.
1: Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code INSERT COIN at checkout to get ten percent off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create the website you have for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store or a portfolio or a blog to talk about your Pokemon addiction. Who knows? Squarespace is the all-in-one platform. The less you do. Any or all of that. There's nothing to install. No patches to worry about. Nothing needed to upgrade. You don't have to worry about it because Squarespace have got you covered. They also have you covered with 24-7 customer support if you need any help with anything. They let you quickly and easily grab the domain name that you want to give your website its own brand, and all of their award-winning templates are fantastically designed, and they're made for you to show off your great ideas on any size of device. Squarespace plans start at only $12 a month, and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. Then when you sign up, use the offer code INSERTCOIN, I-N-S-E-R-T-C-O-I-N, all one word, to get 10% of your first purchase, and show yourself. Support for Remaster. Thank you to Squarespace for supporting this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So as we approach uh, the end of January, we're kind of at the last point um, in which we can talk about the new year, right? Well, technically, yes. Yeah. So let's. why don't we take today's episode to look forward at the year ahead and talk about the things that we're excited about right now. And then maybe we can compare it at the end of the year to see how those things played out. Now, of course, the first thing on the horizon, I think, for both of us that we're both really excited about in two thousand and seventeen, happens in like five weeks' time, mm-hmm. which is the Nintendo Switch.
0: Yeah, we can end the show here. Yeah, we just we're done, right? Nintendo <laughs> <We're done, right? laughs> Switch, buy. No, seriously. Uh, of course, it's the the main attraction uh, for me of the year. It's a, uh, I mean, it's a new Nintendo console. How often? Do you get that, you know? Um, and I feel like we, we've we talked about this extensively, but there's been a few changes worth mentioning, Mike, mm-hmm. um, especially in the lineup. Uh, we we discussed how we were kind of disappointed by the lack of games coming uh, at launch for the Nintendo Switch. There's been a few announcements from uh, different companies, especially indies. Um, the Binding of Isaac um, is going to be a launch game. Human Resource Machine, which came out on iOS first, I think, maybe on PC and then on iOS anyway. It's a very popular iOS game. It's also coming on launch day. And Square Enix announced that the uh, action RPG I Am Setsuna, which came out on PlayStation 4 and PS Vita last year, uh, is also coming uh, on Switch at launch day. So the launch app is getting beefier, it's getting better, uh, but of course, you know, people are going to buy a Switch at launch, primarily for Zelda, and then maybe for one to Switch.
1: Yeah, I'm happy about World of Goo. That's like a, just a staple oh, yeah. game for me, you know. Mhm. Mhm. And that's uh they they are all ports like World of Goo, Little Inferno and Human Resource Machine. Um they're fun games. I mean, this is the thing, like, people get and I understand they get frustrated that there's ports like of games that they've played tons of times. But for me, it's just like I have a couple of options now. Like yeah. I, I'm going to be playing Zelda, but I'm not going to want to play Zelda constantly and 1 2 Switch um is going to be a a fun little game to play with people but the other ones so like just dance super bomberman r and skylanders like i'm not really interested in but i would play the binding binding of isaac because i've never played it um and also the binding of isaac is not a very nintendo game
0: no it's it's really not it's a very heavy game
1: yeah i'm, I'm surprised that this is a a, a launch title but hey um, and I, uh, I, I'm i looking forward to uh, playing World of Goo again because I like that game and Little Inferno was fun too so I mean mm-hmm. they're, they're just like little little games for me to play in breaks of Zelda right like when I'm like oh I, I want to play something else or I'm stuck <laughs> on something in Zelda <laughs> right, or, right I want to go yeah you know, although based on everything we've seen in Zelda it seems like that there are a million games inside of Zelda
0: yeah save save it for, for yeah, a couple I know, of minutes yeah I know, I know. Save, is, oh, hold that thought Mike um, so this week. We're excited. We can't wait. It's happening in five weeks. My guy texted me the other day. It's like, hey, I confirmed your order. Your stuff is coming in. So, yes, I'm excited. I'm I haven't excited.
1: yet made a decision about the units. You know, I got three pre-orders.
0: Oh, yes. I yeah. haven't
1: made a decision yet as it's to like which the, the, I'm going to get rid of.
0: It's the Mike Russian roulette.
1: Uh, I have which no idea. Is, which one is it
0: going to be, Mike?
1: So, my brother did say that he would take one of them. So okay. now I'm only going to cancel one.
0: <laughs> You're just trying to place these units in your family. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well,
1: look, I mentioned it. He said it'd take one off me. That's that's on him. I also bought some okay. accessories.
0: Well, I mean, if you don't mind, you could give one to Adina.
1: Do you know? I'm sure she'd be happy to receive it. Uh, I also bought a Joy-Con charging dock, um, the mm-hmm, charging grip, too. and the yeah. uh, a Mario-branded... Um, Switch Starter Kit. Mm. So this is what only is I think this is exclusive to Game in the UK. Um it's mm. a case oh, which has man. got Mario on the outside. Oh um, man. And it oh. comes with um some some rubber grips for the Joy-Cons and like My, a cleaning cloth.
0: I am hating you in in a good way. It's right pretty now.
1: great actually. I'll put mm. a link in the show notes so people yes. can take a look. Do you want to see it? Want to see what it looks like? I'll put it in the I, document. I, I,
0: I do, I do. I I, want to see this. I want to see this, I right, to I see cool. this case. Because I, I was on Amazon the other day. I was uh-huh. looking at cases. And there was one with the, you know, kind of basic with the Nintendo logo. Yep. Uh, oh, man. It's no, pretty great, right? Is, it's not fair.
1: And it's got little, like, slots for <gasps> the cartridges. It's like a pouch and a case. Uh-huh. Oh. I did realize the other day uh, I'm going to need to get uh, a micro SD card.
0: Can I order this online and have it shipped to Italy?
1: Maybe. I
0: mean... Oh, should I should try. You should try it. If it doesn't this work, is, maybe I can help you out. But do you actually also get the earbuds? Um. With, with the Mario logo?
1: I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I hadn't even noticed uh, those until now. This is why. we yeah, you do.
0: do. This is why we need Shahid. Our podcast is <laughs> otherwise is gonna end up with me buying stuff, you buying stuff, and making promises to play games, and it's it's a problem. Oh, let's man. move to the, Let's move to the Xbox. Oh,
1: have you <laughs> oh, just quick, have you seen all the Zelda ones that are on the game website? As yeah.
0: Well? yeah. Oh, Mike, you need is, to
1: just is, you can you can do this later. But th- this website says thirty five days, man. 35 days okay so
0: there's a link Nintendo switch accessories oh my
1: go for it all right uh, but there is more hardware that we that we're I guess we guess kind of know of is happening in 2017 but yeah but yeah. we haven't had like any firm confirmation which is the Xbox project Scorpio now all we really know um, at least what Microsoft has said is that this is just like a more powerful Xbox right? And I think it yep. was saying something mm-hmm. along the lines of it will be the most powerful video games console. Mm-hmm. But we don't like. I'm wondering is the is the Scorpio going to be like the PS4 Pro is to the PS4, or is it something else? So the current
0: rumor, if you will, mm-hmm. is that Microsoft is doing more than what Sony did with the PlayStation 4 Pro, and that Scorpio will be considerably more powerful than PlayStation 4 Pro. And my understanding, so I don't follow the Xbox news scene as much as I follow the PlayStation and the Nintendo one. Uh, But my understanding is there are, Making this powerful console that can push 4K games Mm -hmm. with 60 frames per second, it can push VR, and it doesn't want to make any compromises. It doesn't want to make the same trade-offs that the PlayStation 4 Pro has. So if you're looking at the PlayStation 4 Pro performance right now, you can see a lot of people uh, saying that you cannot get the perfect package of HDR, 4K, and 60 frames per second, which is, you know... In an ideal state, that's what you want. You, you got to you know,
1: lose at least one of them.
0: Exactly. So a lot of these games that Sony's making right now maybe it will get better in the future, but the hardware right now cannot push all of these perfect stats, right? And by reading online, and especially over the past week, uh, there's been a leak of sorts on Eurogamer. It's not really a leak; it's a white paper that turns out it was already online. Uh, Anyway, uh, the, the specs about the RAM that the Project Scorpio will use. And basically, n- Microsoft is building a powerful PC that hmm. it's going to be sold as uh, the follow-up to the Xbox One. But what I don't understand is how exactly Microsoft is going to uh, combine the Xbox and PC divisions. Because clearly, Microsoft wants to blend the world of PC and Windows with Xbox. And my fear is that Xbox as a standalone unit, as a standalone thing, is going to go away. And it's just going to be a prepackaged PC that you buy. It's very powerful. Maybe you can upgrade it, maybe not. But it will be able to push more powerful games than a PlayStation 4 Pro, kind of like PCs do today. Uh, But, you know, developers will have to work with Windows, basically. And
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get rid of the Xbox brand, at least.
0: No, not the brand, but... From a technical perspective, I think Microsoft wants to, wants to make a PC that it can be sold to people easily, right? Because you cannot go to someone like, I don't know, my friends and say, okay, look, you want to play this powerful game, uh, buy this graphic card, buy this RAM, buy this case, you know, buy all of the different components. Instead, what if you could make a PC kind of like a Steam box? That was the original idea, right? Uh, you, you put together all these pieces and it's very powerful and you sell it as a console, but it's actually a PC.
1: Yeah, I wonder about this. I wonder if it's just it looks like a PC. Yeah. Just like, you know, it like if you just look at the components you're like that's a PC, but actually it's an Xbox. Like it works yeah. like an Xbox works. Yeah. But, you know, it's more PC-ified. I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of questions about this, like what will the VR part look like? Mhm. Yeah. That I'm 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 intrigued about this, right? Like will it be an, an Oculus? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering too because if well, it is i mean that becomes very compelling to someone like me because you know i i have no problem having another having an xbox in my home i don't want to have a pc and to deal with a pc i, I have no problem dealing with another games console just because it's just like less overhead um I, so yeah we'll see i don't know I, I i don't know
0: yeah yeah and and i and i want to follow up on these um on the next episode, I wanted to ask Shahid about these uh, technical aspects uh, about the project Scorpio because he's been working on VR uh, and of course he knows more than, than we do about, you know, what kind of specs do you need, what kind of hardware do you need to push VR and to have that kind of experience with HDR, 60 frames, 4K. Uh, so we'll follow up on, on Scorpio and and I'm sure we'll, we'll know more soon whether it's through leaks by the press or, you know, in June with uh, E3. Why don't we move on to some
1: games we're excited about then.
0: Okay, so here's what I want to ask you. Zelda, you told me uh, both privately and on the show that you were not sure about this big open world game because it looked kind of boring in the sense that you spend a lot of time walking or you know riding a horse through empty spaces. Have you watched more videos? Have you seen more information about the game that made you change your mind?
1: I'm seeing clips um you know, and I've watched some gameplay stuff you know there there are gameplay videos popping up all over the place now, and some of my initial concerns remain the same,, mm-hmm. which is that there is a lot of this game which looks like emptiness, mm. But there was a video that you sent me, um, I think that it was a Eurogamer put together, where they were showing some of the weird and wonderful stuff that you yeah. can do in the yeah. game. Yeah. Which, so I, I still kind of feel like that the game is a little empty and it concerns me because I wonder if it's because they can't, they have not got the power. To push it further, but at the same time, it looks like that there are lots of things that you can do to keep yourself kind of occupied, even though there isn't a lot of actual stuff in the game. Am I making sense? It,
0: yes, and I and I get your concerns, and I and I get those points. Um, I think what we're seeing with these videos that show. The cool stuff you can do is actually a clever move by Nintendo to help offset the fact that you're navigating these vast open world you know levels, let's call them areas, um, with with a physics engine that makes it fun. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to give this idea of big, open world. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. need these areas, but you cannot populate them with a lot of stuff, whether it's because of time constraints or whether it's a technical problem, because the Wii U and the Switch cannot push enough content. So what do we do? We make it fun to navigate these spaces. And how? With the, fixi- with the physics engine that lets you do stuff, with crafting, with you know doing weird and funny things with enemies. And I think maybe it can work as an approach. I don't know. Because the problem also that we need to, to address is that um, basically, until today, what we've seen is the, the the big plateau, which is the initial area. So we don't know what the other areas of this game will look like. We saw some glimpses after the switch presentation, uh, but we haven't seen enough. So basically, what the, the, where we're at today is we've seen the big plateau, which is you know, which has this sort of structure and this geographical um, look. But maybe all of the other areas of Zelda are different. Maybe there's, a, you know, the mountain stage, the mountain area is completely different and there's a bunch of villages. We don't know. Uh, and I think Nintendo, they haven't shown these spaces, both because uh, they were hoping to to achieve some sort of surprise effect, but also because they weren't ready. And and I think Nintendo is coming in hot with this game, that they finished it very recently. That's my impression. Um but we're left wondering uh is it going to be a lot of just riding the horse and walking around or am i going to be occupied by a lot of side quests a lot of villages a lot of people asking me to do stuff we don't know yet so i'm very excited about this game but i get those concerns and i'm i'm kind of surprised by Nintendo's approach here because in the past they they uh, at least as my, my recollection is whether it's, it was Wind Waker or uh, Skyward Sword, there was a lot more variety in the in the trailers, in the screenshots, in the press content, in terms of, here's what this game will look like. And instead, with this game, we haven't even seen the main enemy. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of villages. We haven't seen the insides of people's houses. It's very strange. It's very unusual.
1: I think they might be happy with what they've shown in terms of variety and other things that they're able Mm. to keep some of this stuff hidden until Mm -hmm. you play, you know, like the voice acting in the trailers is such a big departure and just the general environment is a big departure. And some of the things that you're able to do that, that, that maybe they're able to like, just keep, keep some stuff to themselves. I think that that's my thinking about it or that they've, you know, for for such a long time, they were only able to show one portion of the game. that That they've now just decided to stick to it, just so from a marketing perspective, every every video, every photo you see has a has a similar look to it. Um, that could be another part of it.
0: Could be, could be. But moving on to another li- very likely open world game.
1: Uh, oh, without we'll, me, mean, without shadow of a doubt, an open world game
0: red dead redemption 2
1: yep we know nothing about this
0: so i never played the first game
1: (gasps) oh it's so good it's so good i know they told me i mean you know if you want to take horse game to the extreme that's what you got here use a lot of horse riding in red dead redemption red red redemption is fantastic you know Because it was all of the things that you thought you knew about Grand Theft Auto taken into the Wild West. Plus, with a really great storyline. It was just an absolutely fantastic game. Um, I really, really, really loved Red Dead Redemption. Um, So I'm very excited for a sequel. I've been waiting for a sequel for this game for a long time. Um, But we don't really know anything about it. Um, you know is it, a, is it a sequel is it a prequel like it's it's difficult to tell so far uh, but we should be I mean it's it's coming this year so I mean my assumption is that it will be a big part of somebody's press conference if not both Nintendo uh, sorry not Nintendo but can you imagine uh, both Microsoft and Sony I mean it, it's, it's going to I reckon somebody is going to get some kind of exclusive on it um, even just from from what they can show content wise, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I think from everything we've seen, it is a it's a cross platform game. Um, I wonder if you know somebody's paying for a little bit of exclusivity, but honestly, I doubt it. Uh, but yeah, for two thousand and seventeen, uh, PlayStation Four and Xbox One.
0: So we're gonna see a trailer, maybe even gameplay at uh, E three for
1: sure yeah i expect trailers before e3 um and then serious gameplay stuff uh after that yeah yeah makes sense makes sense cuz all we've seen um trailer wise so far is just like environments and i don't even know if it's game engine stuff but like just Environments and the, and that was basically just done as a way to tease the you know like the build up until they announced the game like the, the it shows people who are interested in that yeah. game right like that they get it it's like oh god it's Red Redemption you know similar to how they do with the Zelda thing you know
0: yeah 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 I agree um I want to briefly mention Mario Odyssey we mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this in the last episode it's a new mario game i mean it, surely it will be playable at e3 some rumors i saw on twitter uh they say that the game is basically finished uh so nintendo is just, just going through the final touches and it's not going to be ready by march but it's going to be ready for the holiday season so nintendo is basically going to spend you know the whole summer just polishing the game as as they usually do or just sitting um, on it like i i think it yeah. is
1: um it is a smart move to just hold mario to the holidays they don't need to they don't need this Mario game out before then, yeah. honestly. Maybe
0: maybe do a bundle with the with the Switch would be a great yeah, game. There'll, to be bundle.
1: there'll be a bundle.
0: Yeah, I think so. But what I'm really excited, Mike, um is a Pokemon game <laughs> for <of> the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. So uh, we don't know anything. Um n- nothing. Yet. Just a code name. Uh which actually makes sense as a final name also. Uh so we have Pokemon Sun and Moon on the 3DS. The rumor goes well, we'll see um, a third game. So Nintendo always does the third game in the in the line of, you know, uh, one generation. Uh, and this one is going to be called Pokemon Stars. This so will
1: be breaking from the usual tradition, though, because the, the kind of the third game usually comes later than one year, right? Usually, and also comes on
0: the same console.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but this, it it looks like that they will be expanding the game or bringing the game together and making this this third version in some way. Um, and there's been a lot of you know like people have found HD assets and stuff like that in yeah. uh, in the code and, and and around for Sun and Moon, which would indicate uh, a switch port.
0: Yeah, the, we um, we saw on Twitter uh, a while back. Um, that it's possible to upscale mm-hmm. the textures and the polygons from um, the 3DS game and it looks great in HD. So it, the theory is Nintendo has already prepared the code base to make an HD version of this game. And from the screenshot and from the trailer, it looked from the video, it looked
1: fantastic. I am, of course, excited about this. Mm. But I really would prefer a different game. I can, like a whole
0: new game
1: i mean of course that but that you know but no a different remake oh mm. just because i i've just played this one. you know nintendo should do
0: um (laughs) this is my crazy idea crazy future wish um a pokemon game for the switch that is a massive pokemon game that lets you visit all of the regions From every single Uh, Pokemon game. And it's called Pokemon
1: Generations. God, it'd be so good. Or you know what? Just make just make red again and blue in in this new way. You know? I mean I know we're old school, but yeah, can you imagine that? A Pokemon game where like you just got the whole thing. I mean it would take forever to play. Um but that would be brilliant. But yeah, I mean, you know, of course I'm gonna be excited about this. Of course I'm gonna play it because it's almost like a tradition at this point. But um having playing, you know, having just finished this game, mm-hmm. um, to play it again this year is, is a little strange, but I can see why I can see why the Pokemon company and, and game freak yeah. would want to do it this way because, yeah. you know, they, they have developed this brand new game. Um, mm-hmm. and it would be better to have always developed it with this in mind. So they could make a third version yeah. for the switch.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree. It makes sense. Um, uh, like, I can see why you wouldn't want to play the same game again. Um, but I also think they can sort of ride on the cocktails of Sun and Moon and sell stars to the same people who, you know... There's a whole lot of new people into Pokemon right now, whether it's because of Pokemon Go on the iPhone or uh, with Sun and Moon on 3DS. So it sort of makes sense to tie, you know, that game, stars, into the current, uh, you know, generation of Pokemon, Um but I can see why, you know. You say I just played *Sun and Moon*. Why, why would I want to play again on the Switch? Uh, if only because of If only because of HD, you know. We
1: were talking about ports a minute ago, right? Like it's it's gonna feel like that. Mm-hmm. I'm worried. Yeah. I'm worried about the Nintendo Switch just being the ports machine for a while, and and I hope it's, uh, it's not gonna that. be.
0: It's it's gonna be for sure whether it's from the PlayStation or the PS Vita or you know. Mm. I don't want to say PC games because. <laughs> It's not going to happen. I mean, unless they are PC games for like five years ago. So in that case, yes. Uh, Mike, uh, I see in our show notes, there's a a game that I'm exactly not familiar with. It's called Lego Worlds. Lego Worlds.
1: Lego Worlds comes out um, at the end of February uh, on PlayStation and Xbox and like a few other platforms. Okay. Um, I had a pre-order, which I have canceled because I want to see when the date, is announced for the Switch, but it is coming to the Switch. Mm. Um, Lego Worlds is Lego's take on Minecraft.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: So it is a game that you can play Man, that, on- online, that, you can play with friends, reasonable. and <sighs> it is a procedurally generated world-building game using many of Lego's different properties, like that's their so worlds. clever. That's yeah, like City clear, right? and the Wild West. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to do this, but I, I fully assume some licensed properties to be in this game as well. Um, this is, I expect, going to be a pretty big deal, LEGO Worlds. And I'm excited about it because I love LEGO. I love LEGO games and I really enjoy Minecraft. Um so yeah, I'm I am excited about what they might do with this game going into the future. Um but yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. And so I'm hoping that it comes uh to the Switch soon enough. Um it is coming, but uh I don't know when, right? Because it's coming in February, at the end mm-hmm. of February for mm-hmm. the uh the other consoles.
0: This is very clever. We've we we we've seen a lot of companies sort of do their own take on Minecraft. For example, Square Enix, they did an excellent job with Dragon Quest Builders, uh, which is basically Minecraft in, in the Dragon Quest world. And it got very good reviews and it got mentioned in a lot of Game of the Year uh, roundups in December. So I think it's especially clever with LEGO, which is, you know, it's the... The the game for building and remixing and making your own mm-hmm. stuff. So that's very clever, actually. I didn't know. I didn't know that was happening.
1: Yeah, and it, it looks really great. Um, so you know, I have my fingers crossed for it, but I reckon it's probably going to be towards the end of the year. So I I might end up still picking it up on PlayStation and then, nice. and then grabbing it again when it's on the Switch because this is one that I am excited to play.
0: Nice, very nice. Um, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Um. We don't have a release date, but I assume after the uh, seeing the trailer and the gameplay at the last PlayStation event that we will get something more at E3, for sure. And that it's maybe going to ship this year or maybe it's going to be delayed to mm-hmm. next year. You don't even know with these AAA titles, right? Because they got delayed all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a strong chance that it gets delayed, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, there's a lot going into a game like this, Um but we'll see, I mean I don't know if if developing Uncharted Four makes it easier to develop this game because you know they have their their engine or whatever built um I don't know if it helps, I don't know, but we'll wait and see on that one,
0: yeah, so before we have we have two more games, one mm-hmm. that you're really excited about, the other that is clearly meant for me, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna let you go first. <laughs>
1: Uh, Spider-Man. There is a new Spider-Man game um, coming this year. Um, Insomniac Games are putting it together. Um, they've made a few of these types of games in the past, like these Spider-Man games. Yeah. Um, apparently, this game really impressed everybody for how it is handled on the PS4 Pro. Like, this was one of the games that has been shown where everyone's like, oh, wow, Okay. Um, and it's not tied to any of the movies, so this is just a straight up Spider-Man game, which is usually better from a storytelling perspective. I always really enjoy Spider-Man games, um, so I'm excited about this one. Uh, and I'm c- and
0: I'm reading in the show notes. Mike always enjoys being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You enjoy being Spider-Man. Does yeah, this apply I, to video games or in general?
1: I can't comment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Like I enjoy I enjoy being Spider-Man and like zipping around like New York City in my video game world. Yes. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks uh amazing from the video. Uh there's an, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube. There's not an official promo just for this game, so you got to find a video from the Sony event and make sure that it's a, if you can if it's in 4K, it looks really really good. Mm. Um what I'm hoping to get this year ...is some kind of comment, maybe, from Square Enix... ...about what's going on with the Final Final Fantasy VII Remake. It was announced, I think, in 2015. It's almost two years now. Uh, Square Enix is remaking Final Fantasy VII... ...with a whole new engine for PlayStation 4 and maybe Xbox, I'm not sure. Um, And it's going to be split up in chapters... Which I don't love because I don't love the idea of, you know, games divided in multiple installments. Especially because you can tell the difference from the first chapter, from, you know, between the first chapter and and the last one. Whether it's graphics or gameplay that gets adjusted, I just like the idea of a single big game. Why are uh, they doing this, do you know? Because... Uh, I mean, of course, money. <laughs> and mm-hmm. also, screenix said that they're remaking the game, they're adding a lot more content, a lot more exploration. And because it was already a huge game, it was like three or four discs on PlayStation. PlayStation 1, we're talking, it was a huge game. And now with this new engine, it's just a lot of stuff, and it cannot be a single game. Okay. So you can, you know, you can believe that or not. Uh, but still, um, I'm very excited about this. Um, I think... Uh, not Nintendo, I think Square Enix, they learned a lot from the feedback on Final Fantasy XV, which got a lot of criticism, you know, from the battle mode, for uh, the sort of modern setting. Um, and I think they have a chance to sort of redo uh, what they had in mind uh, for Final Fantasy VII. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: How have you been finding it? 15? Mm-hmm. Not finding it because I've been
0: playing Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I will wait for a patch. You know, I saw there were some problems with the later chapters, and I know that Square Enix is working on an update, so I think before picking it up again, because I want to play the game, I think I will wait for the update at
1: this point. Did I tell you I bought Last Guardian? Oh, yeah, you you did? Yeah, but I haven't played it yet.
0: Yeah, I still... You see, I have Final Fantasy XV and The Last Guardian in my backlog. I've just been playing the 3DS, man. It yeah. I've been yeah, playing
1: you know, a game over the last couple of days called the Turing Test,
0: yeah, you told me on PlayStation right
1: yeah, it is uh it's very reminiscent of portal, you know you're going from room to room and solving puzzles, and currently I'm only talking to a computer, so it's it feels very similar, but um it was exactly what I was looking for because i I honestly I went to the PlayStation store because i I could never remember if portal was available for ps4 because I just wanted to replay it and it wasn't so then I started looking through what was available right now like the new games and this one popped up and it looked exactly what i it looked just like it and it's exactly the type of game I'm looking for it's just like a, a simple enough puzzle game so i don't know if it changes at all but right now it's just like a like a no stakes puzzle game right like i go from room to room and I have to solve each room. Like but there's no villains I haven't at least that I've encountered yet um I have no doubt that it will change somehow, but um yeah, it's like just uh, an ever increasing in difficulty level by level puzzle game, and uh, I've really 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 been enjoying it, so
0: nice, yeah, so these are the games that we' excited about the most this year, and I'm sure we'll get some surprises uh especially at e three. I also wanted to mention uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PlayStation next month. I think reviewers are actually getting the game this week because I saw a bunch of pictures on Twitter from the journalists that I follow. Uh, so Horizon I want to check out. There's also uh, Near Automata from Square Enix, which is an action RPG. I have the demo from the PlayStation Store on my PlayStation that I want to play maybe this weekend. Uh, so there's good stuff coming and I'm sure we'll get a lot of announcements at uh, E3 which happens to be during WWDC, which, you know, is the week where I get to hug Mike and be with Mike and do a lot of things with Mike in San Francisco. So, yeah.
1: I mean, we're basically just going to be playing Switch games, right?
0: Uh, So this year we're not talking to each other. We're only talking through the Switch. Actually, I should say the smartphone app because, you know. Of course.
1: Yeah. This week's episode is also brought to you by Blue Apron, the company on a mission to make incredible home cooking available to everyone while sustaining a more while supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries and ranches, whilst also building a community of home chefs. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to let you make delicious home-cooked food. Each meal comes with step-by-step instructions. They're great recipe cards, and they all come with pre-proportioned ingredients that you can prepare these meals in your home for in 40 minutes or less for each meal. You can customize your recipes each week based on your dietary preferences and choose an option that fits your needs for your delivery. There's no weekly commitment. You just get the deliveries when you want them, and they deliver to 99% of the continental U.S. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with fresh ingredients that support this sustainable food system, you can make incredible meals. And also, as someone who cooks with Blue Apron food regularly, you're going to find new and exciting skills and ingredients you never even knew about. Like, for example, talking about ingredients... What about stuff like burgers and red cabbage slaw with creamy sriracha sauce and roasted sweet potato, mushrooms and chipotle pepper enchiladas of lime sour cream, or potato and broccolini, broccolini samosas of coconut lentils and yogurt sauce? These are some of the recipes that are currently available. They sound amazing. You'll learn to cook them, and then you'll know how to cook them again in the future. You'll get the recipe cards. You know, you, you'll, you will be a chef at home. New recipes are created by their culinary team. They're not repeated within a year. You can check out this week's menu and get three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash remaster. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals at Blue Apron. So don't wait. Visit blueapron.com slash remaster. And we'd like to thank them for their support of this show and Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So last thing I want to touch on today uh, is conferences that will mm-hmm. be happening in 2017 and i guess kind of i mean there are things that happen throughout the year you know there there are little uh, there are smaller conferences there are indie game conferences um, there's Tokyo Game Show and there are uh like the the PlayStation events, like PlayStation tend to have a couple of events a year. I'm sure Microsoft will have an event during the year. Nintendo will continue to do the, the directs. But I think there are two conferences now that have pulled themselves um away from the pack, and that's GDC and E three. Mm-hmm. I mean E three has been this way forever, but you know, I, I feel like in recent years G D C has become an increasingly more and more important uh, conference, it felt like to me GDC started off as being like a real thing for like indie and kind of middleweight companies to really show off what they had. But now you're seeing a lot more stuff from the AAAs and the console vendors at GDC as well. Um, and uh, GDC soon, right? It should be in a couple of months. It's
0: usually in March in yep. San Francisco also.
1: And then it follows up with uh, E3 in, in June time, I guess, in LA. Yeah. In um, LA. I mean what are we expecting to see at GDC? I mean I hope that Nintendo has a presence.
0: It should be smart for Nintendo to be there and to talk to developers and to sort of show off their vision for uh indies on the on the new Nintendo Switch for example and to sort of you know try to to make it clear what's going to happen with the 3DS for example. I think it would be clever to for Nintendo to have some kind of presence to you know it it would be uh after this which has launched so i think it would be a good time to sort of uh extend the marketing if you will talk to the developer community talk to the press and see and see how things are going uh you know uh, maybe it would be a good opportunity to uh sort of put the spotlight on indies and the what's it called the the nintendo program the nindies Nindies, nindies that that they have it would be it would be it would be a good chance to to talk to you know the people that matter the most which are the people who actually make the games
1: uh, but one thing that i'm hoping from both gdc and e3 um is more playstation vr stuff
0: yeah yeah it's been kind of slow mm-hmm. kind of a slow uptake mm-hmm. right
1: yeah, it has been. It's been pretty slow so far. I mean, I've played uh, a few games recently um, that I have enjoyed, some some newer games. Um, one is Lethal VR, and the other is Fruit Ninja VR. Mm-hmm. Um, Lethal VR is basically just like um, shooting ranges, effectively. Um, so you just have like different guns uh, and and some like throwing knives and stuff, and you just have like virtual reality shooting range. So you see targets, you shoot at the targets, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not a very complex game, but it's a fun game. Um, I enjoyed it. I played it. I played it for a little while, um, and also um, Fruit Ninja VR is exactly what you would want it to be, <laughs> and it's brilliant.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm really interested in, in Fruit Ninja VR. I think it's the next game that I will get and that I will try to play with friends. Because for me, PlayStation VR has been primarily a demo sort of thing uh-huh, that uh-huh. you show off with friends and that you play together. Because I think it's it makes for a good sort of communal experience, you yeah. know, to, to experience together. Uh, I haven't been playing VR by myself much, but I have seen and I have heard a lot of good things this week about Resident Evil 7 on PlayStation VR, which I'm never, ever, I'm never gonna, gonna do. Gonna it. Play. I'm just never no. gonna play.
1: Why would you do that to yourself? I don't no, know why you no. do that to yourself.
0: I saw the videos, and it looks terrifying. It'd be horrific. And yes, and in VR, man. Oh
1: no, never. no, no. But no,
0: no. if you if you are into that kind of thing,
1: that's you know, the Resident game Evil for 7, you, I guess.
0: Yes, if you like to almost have a heart attack while playing video games, then go ahead. But we're not responsible. No,
1: I mean. The Fruit Ninja one is is great, right? You, like you can use two swords and you just stand there and you're just cutting fruit that jumps up into the air in front of you. It's brilliant. Like it's it's perfect. As as if this was the game Fruit Ninja should have always been, right? Like it it makes perfect sense. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, there hasn't been a lot, and and uh, I'm hoping to see more. Um, there are a lot of experiences. There are a lot of like v- PlayStation VR levels, right? Like Resident Evil 7 comes with the VR level, which is great. But I really want to see more coming to this um, than, than what we've seen so far. So I'm hoping that, that both GDC and E3 have more to show in that arena. And, and I do believe that they will because I'm sure Sony is doing everything they can to sign games and also encourage games we'll see yeah yeah
0: yeah um i hope we'll we'll get some last of us part two this year mike
1: yeah i guess we would probably see that at e3 that
0: that has to be E three i mean we we got a teaser a few months ago and e3 is perfect for a trailer and also the kojima game death stranding uh Ah. the game that nobody knows what it is about
1: all I know is Mads Mikkelsen is on board because Hideo Kojima yes. keeps tweeting pictures of him. Yes. Which is hilarious. I mean,
0: and I know that also Kojima has a new office because everyone this week is talking about the pictures from the Kojima office. Mm-hmm. So with a lot of Death Stranding posters and artwork inside. So yeah, this game is happening and nobody knows what it's about. Uh, but um, I, I mean, it has to be... It will probably be the, the game of E3. I have, I have, a, I have this feeling, Mike. You think? I think I've... so, because I, the press love, loves Kojima and it's cryptic and weird enough And it has to big make,
1: celebrities in it.
0: Yes, to make for a splashy, big reveal
1: at E3. Mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I so. have complex feelings when it comes to Hideo Kojima. You have complex feelings in general. What? Well, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
0: th- that's how I that's exactly how I feel this about This is how I
1: felt about maybe the last two Metal Gears as well. Like I haven't played them cuz I'm just like ah. What is this? Yeah, what am I looking at right now? What is it? You know, there are just multiple <laughs> issues. Like one of the problems is his a ap- his approach towards female characters. I just I can't understand why yeah, people yeah. let him continue to make mm-hmm. games the way that he makes them. Um yeah. and, and also just like there's only so much story I can take in a game. Right. You know? Yeah. Like I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 2 and there's like forty five minutes of so can't see it at the end and I'm like I just I so I've just gotta watch a movie, man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I can't do this. I just can't do this. Yeah. And like I remember playing Metal Gear Solid 2, I just not understanding it. Right, like I do not understand. I did not understand the end of that game. I've played it like twice, and I cannot get my head around what he's trying to say. It's too much. It it gets a little bit too high concept for me in places. Um, And and, and, yeah, I mean, you know, it is definitely video games as art, but it. It's just it's, like, it's do you want to like, make a movie? Like, make a movie, you know?
0: It's like modern art. It you is. need to, it, it is an acquired
1: taste. I guess so. It's acquired you, by many people. It's just, I just don't think it's for me. I, th- I think he, his games in recent years have just trended a, a bit too much on the heavy side for me, I think. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. one, look, at least looking at the trailers of crying babies made out of oil, uh, it is not going to help. I What's think.
0: not to love? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know man I just can't do it I just can't do it uh, anything else though when looking at E3 are we expecting or hoping for surprises of any kind like is there any big thing that you're waiting for? I
0: think I guess Scorpio will be the, the, the big reveal from Microsoft but specifically I I don't know um, I, I feel like a lot of my excitement has been bottled up but it will get released in March mm-hmm. with the Switch. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what else to expect. Maybe uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to say it now. You can end the show after this uh, if you want, uh, because I'm just going to weep in silence. A new Metroid game.